Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 31st of January 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Friday the 27th, the United States, French and German embassies warned their citizens in Turkey that as a response to the Quran-burning demonstrations in Europe, terrorists might target places Westerners frequent, especially places of worship like churches and synagogues. Upon this, on Sunday the 29th, Turkey said that the country has observed growing propaganda against Turkey in Europe by Islamophobic, xenophobic, and racist groups, and even terror organizations. It added that hatred has reached dangerous levels in Europe and told its citizens that they can reach out to the ministry's consulate call center if they need it. For the U.S., the ministry mentioned the protests against police brutality in the country following the death of Tyre Nichols. In early January, the U.S. police stopped Nichols' car at a traffic stop for alleged reckless driving. Five officers then proceeded to severely beat Nichols, even though he didn't fight back. Nichols died three days later at the hospital. The Turkish Foreign Ministry advised its citizens to stay away from demonstrations and keep a level head against any possible xenophobic and racist harassment. Following Turkey's remarks, the U.S. updated its initial warning, saying that Turkey was investigating such threats. Now let's move on to some political news. On Wednesday, the 26th, The Table of Six, the alliance of six opposition parties, including the main opposition, the Republican People's Party, or the CHP and the Good Party, had their 11th meeting. In a joint statement they released after the meeting, they said that they've begun discussing their presidential candidate and assured people that their candidate will be the 13th president of Turkey. They also declared that they wouldn't allow Erdogan's, quote, unconstitutional candidacy, unquote, and called his candidacy a, quote, Tragedy in the country's history of democracy, end quote. Recall that people have been arguing whether Erdogan can be a candidate in the upcoming election. Pro-government figures insist that his candidacy is constitutional, but opposition groups say that the Constitution clearly states a person can only be president for up to two terms, and Erdogan won the elections in 2014 and 2018. The ruling party argues that back in 2018, Turkey changed its presidential system so this year would count as Erdogan's second term in the new presidential system. Speaking of the president, according to a news story the Bergun Daily published, in 2022, the General Directorate of Security spent over half a billion liras, a little below 30 million U.S. dollars, on the president's security department. The amount doubled, and in some cases tripled, the annual budget given to the intelligence, anti-terror, cybercrime, narcotic crimes, smuggling, and organized crimes departments, respectively. Erdogan famously travels around with an army of security guards and a convoy of cars, escorted by helicopters. The article also pointed out that wherever Erdogan traveled, his security blocked the roads to assure his safety, causing the locals to wait in traffic for hours at a time. The article criticizes Erdogan for putting the public to inconveniences and for taking up millions from taxpayers' money when people are having trouble making ends meet. Now some news on Sweden and Finland's NATO bid. Recall that Turkey and Sweden haven't been on good terms lately following a series of acts targeting Turkey and its president in Stockholm. During a joint press meeting with his Portuguese counterpart, Turkey's foreign minister said that Turkey had a less problematic relationship with Finland than Sweden, and added that it'd be fair to evaluate them separately because of this. The minister stated that Turkey wasn't against NATO expanding, but simply demanded that the organization and the two Nordic countries address its concerns as well. He mentioned that there are two main threats to NATO, 
One is Russia, which concerns Sweden and Finland, but there are also terrorism threats that Turkey is actively fighting against, and it can't jeopardize its own fight to protect two other countries. Now, back to the opposition. On Tuesday the 24th, during his party's weekly group meeting, Kamal Kalich Darulu, the head of the CHP, said that he doesn't trust the jurisdiction nor the Supreme Election Committee, best known as the YSK. Another parliament member from the CHP also said that the YSK members were openly supporting the ruling parties, and they were also members of religious cults close to the government. He criticized how no one stood up to this, and that the CHP wouldn't leave the election safety in their hands. Speaking of election safety, Uumet Ozda, the leader of the opposition Victory Party, has once again demanded that the government bring back the election ink to prevent double voting. Back in 2009, the government lifted this safety measure. However, opposition groups believe that the country should take every possible measure to prevent election fraud. Still on the election, on Monday the 30th, the Nations Alliance, the Opposition Alliance, shared their joint election manifesto. The manifesto is over 240 pages and includes more than 2,000 articles. According to the text, the alliance will cancel the Istanbul Canal project right away. They will increase green space per capita and lean towards renewable energy. They also added that they'll move the presidency back to the Chankaya Pavilion from the current presidential palace and open up all the presidential mansions, palaces, and other estates for public use. They will abolish the high school entrance exam over time and change the current education system to include one year of preschool as compulsory education, making it free of charge. Some columnists from T24, an online news outlet, mentioned that the alliance seems to lack a consensus on minority issues like the Kurdish and Alevi people, or Turkey's withdrawal from the Istanbul Convention. However, they pointed out that for an alliance that's so divided in political ideologies, it was a big success to agree on over 2,000 articles. On another note, on Thursday the 26th, Chahan Pachashi, the deputy head of the Good Party, told Nagahan Alshi, a pro-government journalist, that the public opposed Kalich Darulu's candidacy, and if he insisted on becoming the nation's alliance candidate, the Good Party might put up its own candidate. He resigned from his position the same day. He said that his statements were taken out of context, and in order to protect the integrity and will of the nation's alliance, he resigned from his post. In other news, Melik Mizrak Zuabashi, the deputy mayor of Bilicek, hit the headlines following the mayor of Istanbul, Akram Imamalu's visit to the city. Those who saw her in the press pictures pointed out that she looked like a character out of A Game of Thrones, with her bleached blonde hair. Upon this, she posted a photoshopped picture of herself as a Game of Thrones character on social media and thanked people for their compliments and for the funny memes. Want to check it out? Follow the link in our show notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoşçakalın! Hoşçakalın!